0: The Cricket Podcast. I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good. Hello and welcome to The Cricket Podcast. With me, Ross Max Ray-Brown. Hello. And Robin Hughes. Hello. Before we get started, lads, we've obviously had the ashes this week and it's been a pretty tough time for everybody involved. But let's start a positive note. Max, what's your favourite moment... From the whole game, well, my favourite moment might not necessarily be a particularly positive note um, because it's Mo and Ali leaving a straight one. Well, it's positive for Nathan Lyon. Positive for Nathan Lyon, but that's not something that we want to consider, is it? Let's be honest. Fanny. But it was, it was, it was funny because it was such a bad leave. And like the ball would have had to turn so much for it to have missed the stumps. It's. I mean, I'm not saying it's on a par with. Uh, Ashton Agar against um, Tom Curran, or even uh, Clark against Simon Jones, but it's pretty good. Yeah, it was, uh, what I also liked was that any any fans of kind of audible audible features, such as podcasts, might enjoy how good that actually sounded
1: when the ball came out of the ground off an off-spinner.
0: I was very surprised,
1: very surprised. The stump cartwheeling, <laughs> <laughs> Robin. Uh, my best moment will probably have to be England discovering their opening batsman for the next six to eight years with Rory Burns <laughs> moving uh, towards his chanceless and nerveless opening century in Test cricket. Well, if uh, Keaton Jennings is anything to go by, that's true. There's competition for places. There is, but I think Burns might have put himself uh, slightly he's above he's, other candidates. He's got
0: at least twelve Test matches, I think, after that.
1: Well, definitely.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's good for the rest of the Ashes. But. I think mean, he. People have been giving, doing him a bit of a disservice after that. I mean, yes, obviously there's that stat that uh, he played and missed. Uh, was it 24 percent of balls? Yeah, which is the most since Jace, uh, yeah. Joe Root yeah. in, 2015. in Cardiff. Yeah. But it was gritty. It was a gritty century, and it's a very long time since England have been able to say that one of their opening batsmen has stuck around and played properly. And just fought their way to one hundred. Sometimes so, you have got to grind it out. Absolutely, well done, Rory. That's what I say. I also think is there a case to say that his full shot percentage, as they put it, as mm-hmm. some batsmen's leaves are actually them kind of putting put and, the and then and then moving it back. Line, yeah. So um, there could be a bit of an argument to say that Rory Burns takes on that. True. We should get in touch with uh, Crickviz and and find out what their categories for uh, plays and misses are. <laughs> uh, my favourite moment of the. The whole thing was actually turning up at Edgbaston on the first day. Um, The atmosphere was absolutely electric. As it always is in the Holly stand, no doubt. I'm guessing on day five it wasn't so electric. uh, (laughs) And and a long part of day four as well when uh, Steve Smith was showing us how it's done. Um, But there was that bit, that small moment where we had them 122 for eight. And everyone in the crowd believed. Mm. Everyone. And then Peter Siddle decided (laughs) to uh, change opinion with Steve Smith. So... uh, Never mind. Anyway, so to get past this, uh, the wave of negativity, we asked Twitter for some correspondence, to, to some good news from the cricketing world. Uh, Max, I believe you've got something for us. Yes, Twitter duly responded. Um, the European Cricket League got in touch, so thank you to the European Cricket League, um, pointing us in the direction of man of the moment, Pavel Florin. Uh, I'm sure anyone who's being remotely attached to anyone who knows... Anyone who knows anyone who plays any form of cricket has probably seen the video of Pavel Florin bowling for uh, Cluj CC of Romania in the European Cricket League. But, I mean, yeah, it's not your classical bowling action. It's uh, maybe, say. maybe off the wrong foot, a little bit slow, quite loopy, not necessarily on the strip. I mean, if you haven't
1: seen it... Go quickly to YouTube or Twitter or whatever, and just find it. I think it's all or, or equally, turn up at your local park on a Sunday afternoon and you'll probably see it the same time.
0: But it is that bit. Like, it's, I, I watched it and I was like, if someone watches it and goes, but like, they were scared to play a bit of cricket. I think this has done a world of good Absolutely. to people who are were, who were a bit, just like, oh, what if I can't do it? What if I can't do it? This guy just clearly loves it. Well, I mean, the first thing I will say is that I would... Definitely get out to that. <laughs> like, that is my nemesis of ball- grenades, yeah. loopy grenades, I just, I can't handle it.
1: Also, no. I, I should say that Pavel had a better economy rate than I did on Sunday, Yeah. so that's, you know...
0: Well, in fact, in that game, he bowled one over and went for 13, but he had a better a better economy rate than all but one of his uh, fellow bowlers, because they it was a T10 competition, and they conceded 167. Wow. Wow. Uh, so yeah, you know, not so bad, really. For those of you kind of part-time cricket fans, that's not too good from Cluj. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they lost all their games in that competition. But, um, but Pavel, the, the thing about Pavel, um, everyone's favourite Romanian cricketer, people people laughed at him. They saw his action. They were like, "What's this? This is this is rubbish." But he gave an interview afterwards, and I think just what he said was just horrible. It's like, I know it's not beautiful. I don't care. I love cricket. Jeremy speaks the same way about his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure his girlfriend is stunning and the, the nicest person around because Pavel's an all around great guy. Yeah, and he is taken fully to be one of the key reasons that Romanian cricket is actually it, it exists. Yeah. So well done, Pavel. So, I mean, a little bit more on Pavel. Oh, a little bit more. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a feel-good story. Let's get all of the good news out. The right? next 20 what?
1: minutes is pure just, yeah, where Pavel. Was,
0: where was he born? to Pavel. A shrine to Pavel. Pavel Florin, he's 40. He first played cricket eight years ago when he was 32. He was in a park and he saw some people, his local park, he saw some people playing cricket and he didn't know what it was, so he asked if he could join in. Wait a second, Max. I'm just going to close my eyes and imagine I'm there. Picture yourself. Picture yourself in Cluj. I'm, I'm in Cluj. A local grassy knoll. Oh, I can see. I can see them over there playing a bit of cricket. Yep, some Transylvanian. Uh, yeah, it's in Transylvania. Some Transylvanian locals. Yeah, you just got in. a bit of a reputation, Max. So we always have to check. So sorry, what? Sorry, carry on. <laughs> all right. Um, but yeah, they're playing a, a leisurely park game of cricket, and Pavel strolls by and says, "Oh, that's an interesting game you're playing there. May I join in?" And they say, "Of course." Can you do this in Romanian or no? No. Okay. <laughs> I used to be able to say I love you in Romania, but I can't do that anymore.
1: Too many hurt feelings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: back to the cricket. Uh, so Pavel, they let him have a go. He said, in his own words, he hit three good balls. And, um, and that was that for Pavel. That was the first time he played cricket. And he joined Cluj Cricket Club. He learned English from playing cricket from his uh, Pakistani and Indian teammates. Mm. And he just... Lottie loves it. He once drove 500 kilometres through the night to make wow. a game.
1: That is dedication. And he
0: was playing at the European Cricket League basically with a broken leg. He'd recently broken his leg and he didn't care. He was going to play. So that is the man, Pavel Florin, So we should all look up to. See, the England winning the World Cup is definitely inspirational, but that is different. That's a different level. Yeah. I love that. I love it. If you want to. Play any level of cricket. There are so many clubs looking for players. Uh, even go on our Twitter and we will do our best to retweet as many clubs looking for players each weekend, and whether it's in London or whether it's in the north or south, we will find you again. It might even be us. So follow us at the Cricket Pod and we will try to help you out. Um, Max, I must admit, I'd never really heard of the Euro Cricket League. I've heard of Pornhub's Euro Slam and we've yep, covered that. <clears> and, <throat> we have. Um, which is quite the competition. Uh, <laughs> So what what's, what's this one about? Is it kind of what is it? Well, it was uh, it was self built as the Champions League of cricket, which I think is perhaps a little uh, a little off the mark because uh, it was missing some of the you know the big players in European cricket. Does it have the um, operatic uh, in, uh, entry music? Um, not to my knowledge. Okay, no. But it was live streamed on uh, on the internet uh, from the twenty. So it was on the 29th ninth to thirty first of July. It was held in La Manga, um and it was a T ten competition for the champions of domestic cricket across Europe. Okay. So it featured the champions of Spain, Romania, France, Italy, Germany, Russia, Denmark and the Netherlands. Nice. Who do you think won? The Netherlands. Yes, correct. Um VOC Rotterdam beat uh S G Findorf in the final. Um it was a so it's a it's a T ten game, yeah. It's a ten overs a side. Can you tell me? Given that VOC Rotterdam batted first, the winning
1: margin? Uh, 65 runs. 65? Strong. That's quite a lot in 10 overs. Yeah. VOC Rotterdam are pretty strong. I've yeah. uh, come across them before. Ross?
0: I'm going to go lower. I'm going to go lower. I'm going to say one run. One run. Um, well, Ross, if you take your one run yep. and then add a further 100 runs, <laughs> you have your winning margin. Yeah. I was close, I was close. <laughs> VOC Rotterdam batted first and in 10 overs scored 222 Jesus, for none. Oh, wow. Who, who was opening the bat? It was Henry Gale there. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, and, uh, and it, I mean, to be fair, Findorf, they put up a bit of a fight. I mean, they scored 121. Of 10 which is mm. pretty good
1: yeah
0: well not compared to 222 but yeah. if you if you look at a T10 score 121 you're thinking that's competitive at least mm-hmm. yeah, a yeah. so a uh, bit of a bit of one-sided affair
1: are the O.C. Rotterdam I'm I assume they're not playing in the Pornhub Euroslam not even the best of the Netherlands no Short so it word. just goes no. to show
0: the, the gap the gulf in class mm.
1: um, the
0: strength in depth perhaps yeah. yeah thank you Ross uh, the As with all good uh, international cricket competitions, mm-hmm. uh, the European Cricket League wasn't without its controversy. No? No. Uh, JCC Brescia, yeah. despite having won all of their group games... So this is the Italians for those yeah. who... Uh, um, and winning all their group games quite comprehensively, mm-hmm. I might add. Probably would have put up a decent fight in the final. Uh, they, uh, they lost... All of, the, all of their games that they'd won and finished bottom in their group because they fielded an ineligible player. And according to the rules and regulations of the Euro Cricket
1: League, they forfeited their games. Do, we know, do we know on what basis they were ineligible? We do not know, no. no, no. The,
0: the, uh, the article on the Euro, Euro Cricket League website only states that they fielded mm. an ineligible player. Do you someone like someone in, in a disguise? Could be, could be. A little, little,
1: little pencil moustache?
0: yeah. I'm wondering if maybe uh, maybe Rashid Khan turned up or something, and mm. with some wears Molly glasses or. Do we you know
1: if it's if it's a amateur tournament? and Maybe they fielded a yeah, it could be semi pro or something like this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: that's the kind of thing you might.
1: Yeah, you, you wouldn't ex- you wouldn't expect them to go to this tournament, be the champions, mm.
0: drop someone so they could deliberately field an eligible player just to get smashed by VOC in the final. But That'd, mm. be, that'd be quite a strange thing to do, so. So yeah, that is the European Cricket League. It sounds it sounds relatively exciting. If I was yeah. in one of those countries on on that on those days or in the manga, I would go. I'd have gone to watch it. That'd yeah, it'd be quite a fun day out. Maybe uh, maybe we could enter next year. Well, I don't think we're going to be champions of any domestic league anytime. Well, no. If we, if we find a find a country in Europe that we can play in, oh yeah, definitely. If we will move to
1: Lucerne. Sign sign oh, Pavel. Oh. Yeah, get Pavel on a free. Can fill up our <laughs> own. The old hand
0: yes. <laughs> instantly becomes club chairman. He knows his stuff. <laughs> uh, well, Max, thank you very much for that. That was uh, actually a little bit uplifting. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, uh, we, I'm going to quickly talk about the women's ashes. Yeah. And, uh, and from, <laughs> well, I don't want to laugh here um, because it's actually really quite upsetting and it might set the tone of what's about to happen to the... Uh, men's team in the Ashes yeah there might be a famed Aussie double on the way not, so, not, not the one we thought but no not the one we thought uh, but I'm going to start with good news England won a game well done England they won the first game of the whole thing the last T20 wasn't it the very last T20 yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah the final <laughs> T20 so they'd already played what they've already played eight games seven games and uh, unfortunately they've um, they've been on the receiving end of a 12-4 walloping so it's sort of based on the point system and uh, unfortunately, they've been completely outplayed in every single department. Um, it is not without uh, well fairness to mention that Australia do have probably the best ever women's player of all time, Elise Perry. Indeed, yeah. um, she. I'm just going to read out some of the, some of the stats just to prove she's a bit of a phenomenon. Um, she is the player of the series. She hit 378 runs at an average of 94.5. That's good. Very, very yeah. good. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> that is every game she plays, ladies and gentlemen, she will hit 94.5 <laughs> for the uninitiated. Yeah. And then she took 15 wickets, so she opens opens the bowling typically, uh, took 15 wickets at 13 runs apiece. Yeah. So she's clearly incredible. She's in credit as well yeah, she for is. her team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's a net positive. She's a net positive. <laughs> um, and interestingly, she is the first player, male or female, to score a thousand T20 runs and take a hundred T20 wickets. That's pretty good. So well the, done, these
1: Perry. The ultimate all rounder.
0: Isn't she also like a professional hockey player or something as well? Or there's another there's another she's, sport
1: that she's. She's played for Australia in football, I believe. Football. Yeah. yeah. So
0: amazing, absolutely amazing. But what is good is that the attendances were pretty reasonable compared to what they typically were. Um, and actually, it's been encouraging loads of people to uh, get involved, especially in Australia. So we talked about um, Australia only being the only nation, who, a cricket-playing nation, where women's cricket is on the rise. Um, but England's is now edging up, apparently. So um, there's been a nice report yeah. of. We'd well, have thought after we won the won the women's World Cup, there might have been a bit more of a a kick on from that. Okay, oh, yeah, very true. Um, but for the first time, apparently, in the last two months, where this has been playing. Uh, Membership and attendance at Women's Ground has gone up by fifteen percent. So well, that's, uh, good. that's rather lovely. So that's another positive. Yeah, very positive. Um, so unfortunately for England, it wasn't meant to be. They've they've kind of reached the end of their uh, what's it? Their, their cycle, mm. maybe. Yeah. So the, that era kind of England. Obviously, men's team did it when they reached number one in the world. Um, I mean it's been a bit too soon from us winning the World Cup to kind of <laughs> bottom, yeah, it'd be at the end of the cycle it would be quite disappointing if that was the case but I think there's some new players coming through um, this might well be the end of people like Sarah Taylor who's obviously probably one of the best wicket keepers in the world um, especially to uh, spin bowling um, and Heather Knight's probably going to go as well Yeah. so uh, yeah, definitely an end of an era but fair play to the oddities, they comprehensively beat England Can we get Sarah Taylor to keep for the England men's Ashes team? definitely better than your best like. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's move on to that shall we after a quick break that's in the air should be taken World welcome Australia when World Cups come around you've got to buy your best winner counts and they've managed to do that yeah, redemption is complete Australia have been in England by 5-9 So we've staved off the inevitable for too long. It's it's time to face the music. Um, If, well, unless you've been living under a cricketing rock for the last week, you'll have you may have heard that England lost the first Test of the Ashes series by two hundred and fifty one runs. You kind of sound like you are on the on like the shipping forecast there, Max. I quite enjoyed that. Tyne and Dogger, (laughs) southwesterly. Ten knots. <laughs> um. So I mean, that's that's pretty bad on the face of it. Losing by two hundred and fifty-one runs, not great. It was amazing how we had the best of England and the worst of England, seemingly in a Pakistan kind of veil. Yeah. Kind of like every hour we were flipping a coin and going, "What's, well, it, gonna what's be? it gonna be?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. It's, yeah. Quite, quite, quite the, quite the game. So yeah, as you alluded to, Ross, um, day one. Australia, 122 for 8. And I can tell you, that is some of the best cricket I've been at a live ground for. It was brilliant. The atmosphere was amazing. Um, the abuse that David Warner got was definitely the reason he got out.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> beer was
0: flowing. Sandpaper songs were flying. The, the, yeah, the, the, the costumes were fantastic. It was just all, 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 all around, mm-hmm. I thought, you know yeah. what? We are riding that World Cup wave to victory. Wickets tumbling. Umpire's um, fingers raising One thing was unmoving though, or one person, Steve Smith. Steve Smith, 144, ably supported by Peter Siddle. What what really frustrated me about this is that I, I I've made my feelings clear on cheating in cricket. Cheating in any sport is just ridiculous. Um, but they've served their time and I get the abuse they're going to get from the crowd but what I don't appreciate is people going to milestones like hitting 50 runs and then get into a majestic ton and then them not standing up and applauding yeah. that achievement like so they- I, I, th- I, I agree with you though. I think like make all the sandpaper jokes in the world sing all the songs in the world they did what they did and they're going to have to live with that because what they did was pretty bad mm-hmm. but he's just come back and hit a really, really good century to get his team from a really bad position to a, well, like a, a competitive first innings title, if not particularly great. And yeah, I mean, at least just don't boo. Maybe just stand up in silence. That'd be quite funny. Just, but, just... Yeah, but the thing <laughs> is, what, what, they, what England fans haven't seemed to realise is that it clearly riles him up and it clearly puts him in the zone. Yeah. So he doesn't hit 144, then 142, every he hit... Because, oh, the England fans are getting to me. I hope they stop these boos in a minute. Like that is, it is an incredible got a mental strength to deal with everything that's going on and then to drag your team to victory. Like it, was, it was mightily impressive. Um, unfortunately for England, we didn't have too many of our own heroes. Rory Burns, you already mentioned, Rob. Yep. Um, unfortunately, we had the likes yeah. of... So, I mean, even by the end of day two, like we might be in with a, in with a pretty, pretty good stat. 90-run lead. Mm-hmm. A good century from Burns. Uh, nice fifty from Stokes and Root as well. So um, well, it was again. a lower order runs. <laughs> another yeah, another ninth wicket partnership, wasn't it? That um, that dragged us out of the out of the mire a little bit.
1: If Wokes is w- Wokes is England's most technically accomplished batsman I think yeah. that's pretty secure <laughs> to there, there put him at three yeah there was a couple of jokes wasn't there when he hit some runs before Go. why doesn't he bat
0: at three <laughs> well he should certainly bat above Marion Alley that's for sure uh, definitely and it, it Stuart probably, Bra- probably above Bairstow to be fair yeah <laughs> what was uh, What was amusing was that uh, it took the Australians um, but quite a few maybe like 60 odd deliveries least at least yeah, 60 odd deliveries to remember it's Stuart Broad at the crease <laughs> and then they started b- bouncing him. and yes. Soon enough, he was out. Yeah. So it was, uh, but he, he quickly got to twenty nine. As you say, a competitive total. Um, we took a couple of uh, couple of wickets in the, in the third day. Game on, game on, and then all of a sudden, Steve Smith <laughs> back at the crease. And Steve is, Smith and an uh, an England bowling attack that's missing one and a half bowlers. Yeah. So I, I think let's go into some individual performances. Yeah. Um, so Jimmy Anderson. The four overs he bowled on the first day were four of the best overs I've seen in bowl. Oh, I don't even agree with that. <laughs> he was no. so he was slow. he was it oh, was yeah, slow. not I don't think he was like. slow. He was low eighties where he normally is, and it was swinging. He looked dangerous, and then he had to stop. Yeah, there. I mean, I think we've. Uh, I think Jack mentioned it on the podcast last week. Around had having there being an issue with people saying no in the England dressing room, mm. and. I mean, it's never been more evident than that. They might say, "Oh, he passed all the tests and all this kind of stuff," but I mean, do you really risk it like that? He's obviously world class. Personally, I'm sitting. There, I'm not risking that. Like to put us in the lurch
1: in that position, it's, yeah. it's cost us the Test match. But at the same time, you will never know how fit he felt, when injuries can happen mm-hmm. at it's, any point. So it's, it's there true. are things that are just unlucky.
0: But I think in a game like in, in Test cricket. Uh, you know, if you compare it to something like football or, or whatever, you know, you, you can be like 75% fit, have an injection and play the first half or whatever and might be like, actually, no, I can't do this. And you bring on a sub. In test cricket, you're stuck for five days with basically just, well, no one. A useless person who can be replaced in the field but can't bat properly and can't bowl. Unless, and just unless, so much and, more and, big
1: Unless... Because, as we've uh, all realised, concussion substitutes have just been introduced into Test Cricket. Yeah. So, obviously what you do is you have Jimmy fielding at mid-on. You have Stokesy at mid-off. And you get Stokesy to try and ping in a ball straight at Jimmy's head. Mm. Knock him out, get a concussion sub in. Then we can bring in Joffre or whoever we want to do. So,
0: so that plan, as much as it's elaborate... Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I did read a similar joke uh, at the time, but it was slightly more simplistic in that we should just get Stokesy to knock him out.
1: I feel that would uh, bring the game into disrepute.
0: <laughs> so, what about what about Jimmy Anderson going up to bat,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like, and then trying to nut one, nut one, yeah,
1: yeah. And by, is... and by
0: nut one, I mean trying to head the ball before yep. there's any <laughs> <laughs> any issues with that. Remark. Too excited. Yeah. Um, but that was that that didn't start very well. Wokes then didn't bowl pretty much at all in the second innings. Yeah, so there must be a problem there because Joe gen- so, purely tactical. There's no way. There's no <laughs> way they said we wanted that. to try the spin options, so yeah. we bowled Joe Denley for 11. O- no, not buying it. He did also go off for treatment on his hand the day before. So like, I mean, yeah, it was it was just a bit of a write-off no for that. I mean, he did bowl and he got Steve Smith out. Yeah. So and then Woakes b- batted really well again. Hit loads of runs on a, a bit of a counter attack. Um but unfortunately Moeen Ali was uh, still there and uh, I feel sorry for the bloke. Like the guy is one of my favorite England cricketers but he's just bereft of confidence. Yeah, he's shot, way. isn't he? Like yeah. you could just seeing the comparison like on his, on his day I don't think Moeen Ali is necessarily any worse than Nathan Lyon as a bowler so, so Moe Ali has actually taken the most test wickets in the last year yeah it was at 48 in 10 tests is not it so he's uh, he's a good bowler he's a very very good bowler he's one of the most attacking bowlers as well he might be a little bit expensive here and there but he gets the wickets there's a definite mental thing going on though isn't there because he said initially he doesn't feel comfortable being England's
1: number one spinner. front
0: line bowler yeah. Frontline spin bowler Yeah. And, and you know when when he took all those those 48 wickets he was alongside someone else whether it was Leach or Rashid or or whoever he well, was, the second spinner nominally. And... But, then,
1: but then this opens and actually an easy solution for the England management team. So we've got a not very secure pair of openers, and we need Moen to be uh, the second spinner in the team. Jack Leach solves both those problems in one go. <laughs> He's going to get you a solid ninety opening up in every match, and he can be technically your front line spinner. I mean,
0: I, I have this, the utmost respect for Ireland, but compared to the Australia bowling attack. Yeah, I mean, we scored, we scored more in both
1: innings against Australia than we did against Ireland. <laughs> that doesn't bode well for the Lords test, does it?
0: <laughs> and when, when do we play Lords? Oh, that'll be on the 14th of August. Oh, so next. Okay, yeah. great. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, Jack Leach's county championship batting average doesn't make quite as good reading as his test batting average no. against Ireland. But, you know, well... Um, Stranger we'll things have happened. Uh, what well, on still on the moon bit... I don't think he warrants any of the abuse from the England fans. Like, the, them jovially cheering when he blocked a delivery, that doesn't help anyone, does it? No, especially not someone who's bereft of confidence. Um, yeah, you've got a feel for him. He's a good cricketer and he's having a really bad time. I think probably he could be uh, spared some of the spotlight for a bit. But, you know, we'll, we can come on to that. So, mowing out, leech in. Mm. But, um, I mean, on, on individual performances, I wanted to highlight a couple of things. Um, on the Australia side, obviously there were two probably main protagonists in our chasing defeat. We've already mentioned Steve Smith. Um, a lot of people saying we need to find a way to get him out and that, like, he only ever, like, it's just England. Just England can't, can't get him out. England can't work out how to get him out. It's not just England. I had, I had a look at the stats earlier. Steve Smith's average against England is 60.8. His average against everyone else is sixty four point two, so
1: we've actually dominated him.
0: It turns out, <laughs> it does actually. No, I mean, his average against England is like lower than it is against a number of other countries. Like against the West Indies, it's huge. The, the guy's just playing a different game, isn't he? Yeah, like it is, it is. Like when you when you're watching him bat in person, he just has so much more time. Yeah, with anyone else. And the funny thing about him is, the more confidence he gets, the more he moves across his stumps. <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, it shouldn't work, but it does, so fair play. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other one, obviously, uh, is Nathan Lyon, who took six wickets in that second innings. Gary. Gary. Um, So, Nathan Lyon, in India, notorious for its spinning pitches, has taken 34 wickets in 293 overs. Okay. In England, notorious for its seeming wickets and not necessarily spinning tracks has taken 34 wickets in 319 overs, which I thought was quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, we've definitely got a problem against Nathan Lyon. His, his, uh, average, his bowling average against England is also better than everyone and all the Test Nations except Bangladesh, the West Indies and New Zealand. I mean, what, watching him bowl on the fifth day, he's not even a notoriously good fifth day bowler, is he either? Like, he mainly gets his wickets in their first innings. Um, but what is interesting is that England's just decided to almost get themselves out a little bit. Mm. Like, Joe Root maybe has got out. Maybe Joe Root, bit, I know, think Joe Root has got out. He pushed a little bit too much in it, but it was a decent ball and it turned quite a lot. Um, I mean, Jason Roy... Let's dead, not. Dead just, so. Let's just not. <laughs> I'll stand up a little bit for Jason Roy, purely on the fact that he did face the most balls out of being English batsman yeah. in, in the second innings. Right, up until that delivery, he batted really well, doing mm-hmm. the right thing. But that was just... I mean, what are you doing? But, this, but I also think that at the start of Kevin Peterson's career... This kind of thing happened a little bit in Test cricket, and there is definite similarities between Jason Roy and Kevin Peterson. Yeah. Um, so let's not write him off too soon. With one bit of stupidity, I'd be delighted if Jason Roy is as is half as successful as Kevin Peterson. But then again, Kevin Peterson wasn't opening the batting, so very true. Yeah. You know. Um, have you got anything more on Nathan Lyon or can I move on to uh, England's wicket-keeping conundrum? No, please. Please do move on. So England have got 2 wicketkeepers in the squad him Joss Butler and Johnny Bairstow. And they're both shit. Ba- <laughs> what we need is a third. <laughs> what we need is a third. <laughs> ben, folks, where are you? Uh, Bairstow can't hit a run like in Test cricket. It's phenomenal. Like, it's- He's the it's- <laughs> only person with a three-foot gate, which I've never seen before in Test cricket. <laughs> it, it's, his ODI form is... Uh, almost unparalleled Imperious yeah. isn't he? It? yeah I mean so, just, he so had so a great World Cup and it's, it just looks like it's like he's trying a bit too hard I think it looks like he's allergic to a red Bull. He doesn't really have the technique for it as they kind of say um, which I find strange that Ben Folks went to Sri Lanka proved that he could bat in difficult circumstances proved he had the temperament for it and showed what a good wicketkeeper he is as well exactly and then they were just like well he got a bit of an injury so we can never pick him again oh uh, it was th- they just wanted an excuse didn't they and Folks was there to fill a gap And as soon as they got an excuse Which turned out to be an injury They were like Okay Bestos back Yeah And I, I think there is a big case that like, Wholesale change Kind of keep the same team It's a huge It's a huge Yeah Kind of call either way Well I mean Joe Root said That they don't want to make Any knee-jerk reactions And I think that's perfectly Sensible because You know I mean What are the Aussies going to think If you lose one test And go Oh let's change half the team That's not going to solve anything But we do need to look at a couple of positions. Well, if, you, if you've got the notorious engine room of kind of Stokes, Joss Butler, Bearstow, and Alley, who you pretty much they were going to guarantee you at least another what 150 runs between them. That's what that's what well, they should them. do. And they they contribute nothing. Yeah, it's uh, I mean Stokes. I mean, Stokes, was, Stokes, Stokes. Oh, yeah, yeah, Stokes is better. Yeah. But out of out of those kind of the, that bottom the group. chunk, yeah, you're, you're expecting better, especially I mean Joss Butler was removed of the vice captaincy. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that had anything to do with his kind of confidence but he got a little bit unlucky with his dismissal we kept a little bit low in the final uh, in the final innings but I think Gondor uh, is back though did it so no, I'm not I'm not buying the keeping low but uh, ultimately we need to have a bit more responsibility in there and I think every England fan who's listening to this kind of agrees so we're not going to dwell on it too much but best not need to break yeah so I think one, I mean, we, obviously people will talk about dropping people until the cows come home. But one thing I've read, and I definitely agree with, is you can say everything you like about, oh, the so-and-so needs to, we need to drop this person, he's not good enough. But if you're going to say, we need to drop this person, you also need to come up with someone who can replace them.
1: Yeah, we need to promote this person.
0: Yes, because, I mean, you're not solving any problems by saying just drop someone. Yeah, if, you're, um, if you're one of the people on BBC text commentary, commentary that goes into TMS every time and just blurts out problems and no solutions, we're not a fan. And what are the solutions? Well, Best though, obviously, we've got one. A man with the gloves who's good with the gloves. And Michael Jackson. And um, you can edit that one out, can't you? A bit too soon. Yeah. Um, and also, let's not forget, that everyone wants to see a batting order that goes Stokes, Folks, Wokes. <laughs> so, so we've got we've got Ben Folks of sorry wicketkeeping fame and Sri Lanka runs fame in first though. That's fair. Um, I mean, we mentioned Ali and Leach. The I mean, obviously the issue there is we're supposedly losing some batting, but Ali's not scoring any runs anyway, so it probably doesn't matter. Okay. Um. Well, then well we've got so people who uh, have. Well, suggestions that people have made for who should be dropped. Um, Butler, Roy and Denley. I think, well, Roy still needs more of a chance because he's only just been put in. No, I always I mean, give always that, always but. gives
1: Butler the benefit of the doubt for now as so. well.
0: And, um, I mean, Denley... Den, Denley should not be there. He shouldn't have been picked. Denley's he, like an old version of James Vince. He's too old. Let go. Yeah. No one listens to techno. He, I think. He, I, think <laughs> I think
1: what what might be more likely, judging by the previous history of the England selectors, is that Bearstow won't be dropped. Oh no, he won't be. But what could happen is uh, Folks could be brought in for Denley.
0: Right, and goes. Up and we don't know who's going to
1: keep. You know that gives us just a three keepers. We could, <laughs> we could change it ins by inns, but um, uh, I think folks, ball by ball. I think Folks is a solid batsman. Who they could justify as a batsman ahead of Denley, and I don't know if there's any other candidates.
0: Well, I think uh, there's Dom Sibley, yeah. The so who's going to hit averaging stacks and stacks averaging sixty three in the county championship this year. And then, so there, there far. is there is a huge difference between hit runs in the county championship and hit and runs at Test yeah. level. But he is doing it at the top of the order Absolutely. with a moving ball in England. And that, that is a question of why pick Denley. But I don't worry, he said he's, he's clearly a decent player, but not Test level yep. player. And if you want to. Kind of look at the future. You've got to be focusing on that. It's not a case where you bring in like Mark Ramprakash or Graham Thorpe back into the eleven, is it? You don't want to be doing that kind of behaviour. Um, Zach Crawley is also another one. Yeah, who, uh, definitely. He's has been hitting job. runs. Mm-hmm. Um, so someone else who's got the same average so far this season as Dominic Sibley, Sam Northeast. Mm-hmm. He's been batting really well this season. Scored some big hundreds, and um, obviously there's one other man that we. I yet to mention Ian Bell, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately out for the season. I saw it, but it's Preston though the uh, the 2005 guys were wheeled out. Fair to say that um, a few of them were out of nick. I think it's polite way <laughs> of doing it. Like, but, well, maybe get them in. They can't can't be any <laughs> any out more out of nick than the rest of the England team. <laughs> uh, but I'm guessing you're alluding to uh, podcast favorite Gary Balance. Gary Balance um, started the season in unbelievable form, hundred after hundred county championship. One day cut, doesn't matter. He's sitting hundreds. He's tainted though, isn't he? He's tainted.
1: But well, there's also the more unspoken, unspoken name. James Vince. A.N. Cook. A.N. Cook. Ready <laughs> ready for a recall. <laughs> you know he's ready for it. Yeah. Uh, okay. That, that, that's for the fifth test though. That's for the fifth <laughs> test. <laughs> the, the ceremonial. Trying part. to get the 4-1. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring back cookie. So
0: I think, I think what we're suggesting there, Max, is wholesale change. You said say, let England don't panic. But there are options there that they could easily do. There and are. I do I'm not saying we should do them all at once, though. Ah, oh, That would be quite amusing, though. And if it came off, Ed Smith would be sitting there with his ponzi glasses going, well, I told you this was the best thing to do. He's got the biggest chin in the world, is not he, Ed Smith? Well, he's, Huge. He's going to have to learn to take a bit of abuse now, isn't he? Because uh, his kind of famed selection of, oh what about this, what about that, in the biggest test series. Not as easy as it looks, is it? No. Uh, okay, oh. so thinking about the next... Test.
1: Yep. A, a, aka the second test of the World Test Championship. Yep. Is it? Yeah, it is. English so we're twenty-four English. points down. Yep. As we stand,
0: it's that's, that's not great. <laughs> no. Um. Next test. So Anderson out. obviously ruled out and probably out for the rest of the series. Yeah. Uh. At least a large part of it. Who comes in? I mean, bookie's favourite, Jofra Archer, presumably. Right, rightly or wrongly, that's. Almost definitely, what the ECB are going to go for. Yeah, I think it's definitely the right call. Yeah, I mean, yeah? <laughs> I would say rightly. <laughs> yeah. like based on past. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, your other options based on the squad that they picked for the first test are Ollie Stone. Yep. Who's played against Ireland? And, but I think I think it was good. He was, well. he was decently, well. but, um, I think the game England really missed out on was someone like Jofra, and it's, I mean Anderson has done it time and time again, but cleaning out the tail. Yeah, and that's yeah. will cost England. That, yeah, that extra hundred runs that Australia hit on the first day, but if Jofra was bowling to Peter Siddle, there's not a chance it's. Yeah, I mean, there's I mean, a, a there's also, a lot of difference, isn't there? Facing an old ball uh, at eighty-five miles an hour and ninety miles an hour for, yeah. uh, for I mean, it, it,
1: it, he could do a similar job to Mark Wood did in the last Ashes when he was fit in the game mm-hmm. to his foot form. Yeah, which is a very valuable job.
0: Absolutely, and he's not a mug with the bat either. No, not if he's playing against La Morgan twos. Which would allow us perhaps to uh, bring in Leach for Ali if um, we're replacing Anderson with someone who's got a bit more pedigree. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the, the Gloucestershire twos game, Ross, um, because yeah, as of today, we have a new entrant in the AB de Villiers' Hall of Shame. What did Joff do? Joff was Geoff out there Ruff proving Ruff his fitness, proving it? his fitness for the England Test side in a second eleven game between Sussex and Gloucestershire. Uh, took 6 for 27 off 12.1 overs, Um, bowling Gloucester out for 79, and then battered 6 and scored 108 off 99 balls. (laughs) So so he's obviously got a bit of a point to prove. Yeah. But doing it against academy players is a very
1: different kind of thing than doing it against... Yeah, Yeah. so So we we know he 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 could 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 come in at number 4, for (laughs) England. That's
0: right. Okay, so Archer's going to come in. We think folks
1: might well come in. Uh, I don't know if folks will come in. No, nothing about no. the selectors. No,
0: uh, the only change they'll make will be for Anson yeah. whether or not they should. So, I, I reckon Ali's propped. I, um, yeah, um, I, yeah. I reckon Ali will go for Leech, and yeah. will come in, and uh, there are, there'll be huge question marks over Denley and Baersto. But, but yeah, okay, uh, Australia don't look too bad. I think that's no. as, much as, uh, as much as there's been a lot, a lot in the media saying get Smith out, and we definitely rolled them. I don't think they're as bad as people say they are. I think there's a couple of good players in there. Wade batted very well in the uh last final winnings. Hundred and ten. Yep. Yeah. I mean you can't you can't knock a hundred, can you? And then D- David Warner, there's always gonna be runs around the corner for him. Yep. Not to make a bit of a rhyme there. Yeah, um, good he's part. a poet, I
1: didn't even realise. And you uh semi night.
0: <laughs> very good. Um but their bowling looks good and they've got obviously Stark in the hut and Hazelwood. And Hazelwood. Yep. Hazelcrack. So, so they've got uh They've definitely got some... Um, there's options. Power and reserve. Yeah, there's options. Okay, so next time they're playing at Lords, um, we'll do a bit of a preview show probably next week on that. So uh, let's keep our predictions for then. Um, can we move on from this? Because it's, it's hurting. It's it, hurting. Yeah. Well, what, what, where can we go from here? We could, we could talk about the umpires for the test. Uh, we could do. so, but that's, that's quite amusing. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, Got to cheer guys. you up a bit? Yeah, cheer me up, yeah. Cheer me yeah. up, Max. Um, Joel, Joel Wilson... Joel was- Wilson uh, equaled the record of overturned decisions in one test um, with eight. So how do you overturn a decision, Max? Uh, well, if the batsman or bowler thinks that the umpire has uh, incorrectly adjudged a batsman to be out or not out, mm-hmm. they may use a review with the Decision Review System, or DRS for short, uh, which will uh, transfer the decision to the third umpire, who will use various technology available to them, such as the uh, Ultra Edge, or Snickometer, as it used to be called, until it had different sponsorship, and um, and uh, Hawkeye's ball tracking system for OEWs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if such technology shows that the umpire was palpably wrong in his original decision, that decision is overturned. Max, you could do the terms and conditions on radio adverts. So uh, I think that was very well explained. Thank you very much for that. Not percent um, finance for one year. <laughs> and you ruined it. <laughs> um, so eight decisions were overturned. Just yeah. Joel Wilson. Just Joel Wilson. Uh, Aline Darr as well, who is one of the best umpires on the circuit. Yeah, Aline um, was
1: untouchable for a few years.
0: Uh, also had a couple uh, overturned and that's not also to mention the uh, the three that weren't reviewed that had they been reviewed would have been would have been overturned there were a couple at the start dave warner was given mm. not out mm-hmm. and england didn't review when he edged it down the leg side and then about two overs later was given out lbw when the ball was missing leg Quite comfortably. That was quite enjoyable when the word, um, word got around. So I mean, he was net out. So that's fine. We won't we won't complain about that. Um, so Joe Joe Roo, um, So I don't think his captain is very good. No, um, I, I do I think he's a huge problem for England. And his uh, his captaincy hasn't particularly helped him with his batting, like they thought it was going to. No. I mean, Coley has been elevated to a new level. Steve Smith, regardless of people don't think he's the captain of that side. Yeah, yeah. no. Tim, uh, everyone knows Moen should be the captain. <laughs> He's captain for Warwickshire. Um, England do have this thing, don't they, where they just seem to pick the best batsman to be the captain.
1: They did it with
0: KP, for some reason, they made him captain, which Mm. obviously went really well.
1: Flintoff, captain. What the
0: hell was that about? Even Flintoff talks about it now, just like, why did they give me the captaincy? Unbelievable. It is is a little bit strange. It is a little bit strange. Maybe we need to go Mm. back to the days of Mike Brearley and bring in a specialist captain. Imagine if they would have picked Morgan for this. (laughs) <laughs> there was like, Morgan, can you bat at eight, please, mate? Just below Wokes, you'll be fine. Um, but I do think that uh, Stuart Broad, when it comes to like the captaincy decisions, so when it comes to that like, DRS a little bit, Stuart Broad thinks everything's out, and <laughs> he's bowling. And it, he must be a nightmare for Joe Root and Johnny Bairstow. Because Johnny Bairstow yeah. and Stuart Broad, they are they run the emotion. Don't they are they caught up. up in it.
1: I mean, Bairstow is showing... Trying- from his batting, that he has no idea what's happening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, like you said, Stuart Broad, it could hit the guy on the, on his arm guard, and Broad would say, "Yeah, that's definitely him." Yeah, it's uh, it's it's very very strange. Yeah, but,
0: and every now and then they do give in, don't they, to, to one for Stuart Broad, and uh, we're all treated to a to a three greens. Oh no. Uh, so Max, I think uh, I think your point about the captaincy is I think, but there's no one better, is there, in England's in England's lineup? Couldn't tell you. Why not give him a go, Roy Burns? Might, yeah. Rory Burns can't get it purely based upon his terrible goatee. Like, is the worst facial hair in cricket. <laughs> like, 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 Come on, are you serious? Absolutely serious. Compared to the Aussies and the Kiwis. Honestly, I'd rather have Lockes, Lockie Ferguson's moustache is far better right. than oh, whatever, Rory, Bur- whatever yeah. Rory Burns' aesthetic
1: is. You've, Roy- he's not pulling it. I've lost I'll the I'll plot. Tell, tell, You've absolutely you, lost the plot. I'll tell you what Rory Burns looks like. He looks like the uh, slightly uncaring, almost uh, borderline abusive husband. Uh, in a 1940s drama series. I think you've
0: hit the nail on the head. Yep.
1: Yeah. Which is not a great look.
0: <laughs> no. Um, I mean, yeah, you're probably right. There's probably no one no one else you've got. I mean, Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, it did cheer me up for a bit, though that the umpires are having a torrid time. I'm not a great fan of umpires yeah. I, Obviously um Obviously, we should probably... Like I said uh, Wilson matched the record... Um, so I think we can all guess who uh, who he's... Whose record he matched with eight overturned decisions in a test match. I mean, if only we had a song to remind us of who that would be. Oh, that's close as well. That's close. Given Coming up now, Kemmer pitching in line, impact in <laughs> line, and missing the wickets. It's going over the top. Uh, so I'll be coming back to him to change your decision.
1: Missing by a long way. So, Umpire Darmacina once again has to uh, change his decision.
0: Darmacina. 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 <stops eating> <Lamasana>. Darmacina. Darmacina. <Hah>
1: well. Um, I hate to say this because I don't like having to criticise umpires. That's appalling.
0: We've got one more bit of correspondence to, uh, to deal with. So, uh, Jane Timon has been in uh, contact with us on Twitter and she says that Ashley Giles wants to improve our red ball cricket, but how is that possible if the 100, it's the hundo, Jane, no <laughs> 100 uh, error, and white ball cricket pushes championship cricket more to the sidelines? Missed the opportunity to say boundaries there, didn't she? Um, <laughs> please discuss. And then four exclamation marks. So she's got a bit of a point here. Um, that county uh, council championship is... Uh, is, it, is it dwindling, is that fair to say?
1: Is it holding on for dear life? Or is there a bit of... We're we well, still, still going in the... Judging by the quality of England's top order batting, you would have to say that Red Bull cricket is not in rude health. No. very true. I mean, in
0: terms of popularity... I think it's suffering slightly from scheduling.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. And a, f- a fourth competition is obviously
0: only going to make that even more challenging. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, especially one that isn't really—it's uh, well, just made up. I mean, this is this is someone—it's <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I know everything's that, made up I, at some point. I know, Ross. That, I know that every sport and every bit is kind of saying, "Oh, but this is just fundamentally changing like the whole kind of bit in the game." Like, all the bits that fit around the wonderful statistics that Robin, I mean, you're our stat man, you mm. adore. It's a whole new category. It's ridiculous, that's how I find it. And I mean, we've, we're not bigger fans of the Honda anyway. Um, but I want, I want to take a step back from that and say around what England's sole focus has been. So England had that sole focus for the last four years. Was it all about winning the World Cup? Yeah. And it is mightily difficult to focus on winning the World Cup, having a really strong test side and then have a really healthy kind of domestic game. Unless you have like, hundreds of thousands of people playing cricket on a regular basis, which England, unfortunately, don't have the pleasure of. I think there's only a couple of hundred thousand. Like In India, there are so many more people playing cricket all yep. the time. In Australia... Wow, there are so many more people. Yes, there are. <laughs> uh, um, and like in Australia, there are more people playing cricket. And the ECB, or whoever they're... Or they're so BCCI and uh, you know, CA, Cricket Australia... They have invested in the grassroots game. all the money that has been spent on developing the hundo could have easily been directed. I think into... I know. I think I know where you're going with this. Okay. So obviously, we need more people playing cricket. Mm-hmm. Cricket needs to be a more popular sport. We need to do a reverse island and ban football. Ban football and then everyone has to play cricket. <laughs> That'd be quite the extreme suggestion, wouldn't it? <laughs> ban football everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I mean, cricket, if someone if someone was to say on the, if Michael Gove were the idiot Brexit secretaries in uh, the education secretary, uh, Gavin Williamson <laughs> is the education secretary. So if he decided to go, oh, actually cricket's banned, I read, I'm not sure there'd be much pushback actually from the state schools. It's pretty much non-existent in state schools, isn't it? Yeah. So it's quite quite a, it's more chance of England going the way of uh, Irish cricket than uh, the other <laughs> way around, unfortunately, compared to football. Um Ashley Giles in Jane's question is, it, is all about want to improve
1: our red ball cricket. Is he? Is it is that actually the is it actually the target? Well maybe now that we've actually won the World Cup, maybe that will be more of our did. target.
0: Because before winning the World Cup, our main goal was to be the number one test nation in the world. Yeah. Which we were. Yeah, and then we destroyed some people's lives in the process. Clouder yes. damage. That's always <laughs> gonna happen. <laughs> Always gonna happen. Uh, so this is now the Test Championship. So yep. are we saying that maybe, maybe
1: our aim is to be the number one world, win the World Test Championship? So we've made a strong start. Yeah, yeah, we're, Minus all, we're twenty-four. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I think um, I think Max, you talked about kind of scheduling before, and when it comes to getting one rid of, of, of th- my favourite topics. <laughs> it's thoroughly, thoroughly exciting. Yeah, we've, we have touched upon when it had a look at the original county championship fixtures and how many little of the games actually go over the weekend, even yeah. when there are no other things happening at the cricket grounds at those weekends. But that is astonishing. And it's, yeah, the ECB are not helping any part of the game be better at test cricket and domestic county championship cricket. But that's just not what they're doing. There are people at the top who are, they, they need to be got rid of. Not in the way that you look to me like that. That would be taken care of. What, are, like you need what to are you thinking? What are you thinking, Ross? Garrot. <laughs> but I think you that, know. You know where the uh, where the drop point is. Three p.m. tomorrow. <laughs> there needs to be wholesale change at the top, and it's not the first time we're going to call for it, and it definitely won't be the last. I promise you that. <laughs> uh, but I do think that the Hundo is a complete and utter waste of oh, time. it's bollocks, it is a it? distraction it's of everything. It's just bollocks. Uh, uh, yeah, we should probably let that.
1: That's, that's the emergency
0: way. services heading towards County Championship Cricket, if the Hundo becomes a reality. I think it's too late. Do you think? Oh. So I think there's, there's definite parallels to be drawn between the idiocy of the Hundo and the idiocy of Brexit.
1: <laughs> and the
0: leadership... <laughs> Of ECB. Please. And the and the leadership of the Tory government. Please elaborate. Do you think the ECB are currently trying to uh, fudge through a no-deal hundo? Oh, that's exactly what I think they're doing. That is exactly what I think they're doing. I think they are fudging it right down our throats. And it's not enjoyable, Max. I don't like the taste of fudge. Well, it depends on the flavour, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> Rum and uh, raisin's quite nice. Uh, in the right mood. What I would say is earlier... We said that uh, people shouldn't just uh, willy-nilly call for the dropping of England players without offering an alternative solution. Yeah. And we are now saying that l 100 arrow is a bad idea. Mm -hmm. But, on the other hand, what would be our positive suggestions for improving England's Red Bull cricket? Is, Is it
0: just Red Bull cricket we're going to improve this? I think you need to try and do both. Yeah. And I think, Max, you've got a few stats on the attendances in uh, in county championship cricket so far, uh, or county uh, the, the T Twenty Blast. Yeah. Uh, well, on the back of England's quite stunning World Cup win, um, which, as we know, was um, what a month ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just under and already feels like an age. Um, on the back on the back of that, uh, attendances, uh, Somerset's ticket sales. We're up thirty-three percent for the blast. Surrey's were up eighteen percent, despite the fact that they've only got one game on a Friday night this year, which is like they you know, they love a Friday night, get get all the all the businesses down and get pissed and yeah. not actually watch the cricket. But, but well, just, well, that's despite the buy, that's just me
1: speaking. As d- a member. Despite that, did you still you get know. a two twenty membership? I did, year? yeah, yeah, oh, I did. Okay. It's not going
0: so well, but well, where's your know, membership again? Is it, sorry? Uh, sorry, yeah. oh, sorry. sorry? Sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry, yeah. Um, Knots uh, broke their midweek attendance record at Trent Bridge um, for 2020. Yep. Sussex sold out their first two home games and have also sold out all of their blast passes, which is their version of uh, the, the T20 membership. I've heard that Euro, Euro Slam's doing those as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, in contrast to the Championship, um, the 2020s picked up off the back of. Who'd have thought? England did well in cricket and now more people are interested in it it's just like back in 2005 when england won the ashes in uh, what well, won the ashes for the first time in how many years was it? like the, 309, was it the nine, was it? Yeah. 309 years first time in 309 years uh, as a reliable statistic but
1: um, but we've te- won the ashes but in terms of jane's question though, this is putting the cart before the horse right you're saying that no, england uh, needs to do better at white ball because england did better at white ball cricket we improve well, oh no um,
0: for so what what my point is okay um, we won the won the World Cup yep. attendances are up in the blast people are more into cricket um, we're following that up beautifully by um, tanking national. basically removing uh, any semblance of the version of cricket that we just beat everyone at in the domestic game by turning the one day Cup into a development league. To make room for the hundo, which is, you know, whatever. It's kind of, whatever. Like, it's kind of like being in a playground. Right? It's kind of like being in a playground. A kid who owns the ball just wins the penalty shootout and then decides, I don't want a rematch. I'm going to take my ball home. Then comes back with some shit sport his dad invented. He goes, <laughs> so let's play this. He's a little bit like that. As weird analogy as that is. So, obviously, that's what we've done with the World Cup, Right. Um, and I think it mirrors slightly what happened in 2005 when we won the Ashes for the first time in 309 years. Yep. Um, we lost test cricket from the telly. Back to free-to-air, are we, Max? Yeah. So, Channel 4, everyone... Like, people got really into it. like Especially like that, that last test at the Oval. Um, KP's 150 mm-hmm. and just the excitement around it I still remember the closing credits of the uh, final Ashes test in 2005 with Mumbo Number no. 5 on Channel 4 <laughs> and then off to Sky uh, so what we've done we've won the World Cup and we've backed that up by getting rid of 50 over cricket in the domestic game basically yes. we won the Ashes in 2005 and we backed that up by removing all of that from free-to-air television so we a learning yeah so, I mean, at least we're consistent. So, obviously the point I'm making, put it back on the telly.
1: Put it back on the people telly.
0: People will watch it and then they'll play it. And then the more people play it,
1: the better we'll be. Uh, put what back on the telly? Uh, that would be Test, test Cricket. Okay. Because, curriculum. obviously, as we know, L100 arrow. Yeah. at least some of the matches are going to be televised. Okay? Yeah,
0: or at least uh, let's have some slightly more extended highlights at a reasonable time of day. And not on Channel 5. Okay, so to sum that up to Jane's question, because we've been speaking it for about three hours. Uh, so, <laughs> 309 years, I believe. So it's about putting, putting Test Cricket back on the television. That's my fix, anyway. Yeah, that's your fix? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I genuinely think it's about trying to encourage people to go and play cricket at your local club. and, let's, and get into that area. Let's channel the spirit of Pavel. Ske- schedule the games when people can actually go and see them. No one is going to take a day off, unfortunately. To go and watch a county championship match where it's kind of Glamorgan versus Gloucestershire and it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Like at a push, people might have a half day on a Friday and go and see it. Yeah. Push some of the county championship games back to day night matches. So people can attend after work. Yeah, they worked really well last year. And well, it's it's there's there's simple things that can be done. To try and get more people into it. Yeah. There also needs to be a bigger incentive for people to play the longer format of the game. There are lucrative limited-overs deals all over the world now. If we are serious about winning the Test Championship, there needs to be a money-related incentive, unfortunately. That's just the way in which the world works. Money talks. It does indeed. Um, Spoken like a true <laughs> <laughs> Uh But... I think cricket has a big opportunity right now. Um, what I am kind of waiting for, though, is a Terry Packer to come along again, for an Alan Stanford. Oh, kind of, kind of, yeah. It's kind of been about the, that amount of time. I'm not sure. And I still think the ECB would fall for it. Yeah. I still think they'd fall for it. Maybe, maybe we'll be lucky. Maybe there'll be a Red Bull version. Maybe there would be. Maybe. Could uh, be us. Watch this space. Watch this space. <laughs> so... Jane, I hope we've answered your question um, or we've answered many questions and you've kind of derived the answer yourself. Um, Probably more likely the latter. We do. Uh, we've got a few sundries to uh, finish off the show with, haven't we? Including the T20 Blast.
1: Hi, this is Rachel Heber. We're live on the corner of Michigan and Wacker following Casper doing the Steve Smith The new dance, the sweet nation. This is something new. The Steve Smith Blast. part two featuring the platinum band. Stops. Slide to the left. Slide to the right.
0: Back and it it. Back and it it. Straight drive. Feel smooth. Let's
1: go to work. To the left. Take it back, guys, y'all. Two this time.
0: We love hearing from our listeners, so please follow us at The Cricket Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Or if you have a great story, like Scotty G did, about The Hayden Way, Matthew Hayden's personal website, we want to hear about it. So from wherever you're from, send us in a great story and we'll read out the show. Email us on thecricketpod at gmail.com. Thank you very much. So, which we've just, you just waxed lyrical a little bit about the attendance figures, Max? Yeah, they're up. Um, what is happening in the, uh, South and North group as they're divided into. Well, would you like to start with the South or would you like to start with the North?
1: Max, I'd like to start with the North. Robin! There have been seven scheduled rounds of games so far. Um, the game's coming thick and fast. Only started a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and so far we have Lancashire on top with 12 points unbeaten. The only unbeaten team in the Northern group. Red Roses. Red Roses. So they've had two no-results rained off. There was a spell of bad weather. That, uh, in the north. They're trying to Sri Lanka their way
0: to the top. Unbelie- <laughs> unbelievable, isn't it, Mac? Uh,
1: but yeah, so they've got five wins, two no-results, 12 points. Uh, second, ploy- second place is Worcestershire, three points behind on nine. Uh, and then we have to go back to seven points for third place. And then it's uh, six teams with only two points between them.
0: So how, how, many, how many games do they play in total? In the group stage. Uh, so actually they play 14.
1: Um, yeah. So, so we're, halfway half, we're halfway through.
0: Yeah. Uh, so it's a bit silly because obviously each group has nine counties. Yeah. Um, so you can't play all teams at home and away. You like have a random allocation of seven at home, seven away.
1: Yeah. It would be too easy to play around
0: home. Yeah. I mean, you know. The ECB
1: have got to do something stupid with it. Otherwise, it's not cricket. Exactly.
0: I wasn't even aware of that sport. <laughs> <laughs> that is just so cricket. is unbelievable. Okay.
1: But yeah, so uh, we're halfway through. And Lancashire have a five-point uh, gap to third place. So they're looking pretty well set to make the finals, I would say. Is there, is there anyone cut off at the bottom? Um, Leicestershire haven't had a good uh, time vet it so far. The Foxes. Right at the start of the tournament, um, Yorkshire managed to club 255 for two against Leicestershire. Whoa. Which is that's got to be some sort of record. That's a big score. Um, so Adam Live in that match got 69 of 35 balls. Uh, Cola Cadmore, the Yorkshire captain, got 96 off 54, including <laughs> eight sixes. <laughs> and then, just to add insult to injury, Nicholas Pooran <laughs> came in and uh, hit 67 off 28 balls. That's wow. <laughs> Yeah. So to be fair to Leicestershire, they managed to get two hundred and two in reply, mm. but they were still fifty short. Um, <laughs> so, so it was a bit exciting. Yeah, the stuff been, going on. There's been some good matches. Um, Leicestershire again, unfortunately, were on the losing end uh, of a. I mean, it's not a very exciting match, but Durham uh, beat Leicestershire by eight wickets with over five overs remaining. So that's a canter and, and a half, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, not uh, like I said, not good for Leicestershire. But at the top of the table and mid-table, there have been some good stuff. Uh, actually, just in the last few days, Yorkshire managed to uh, play a tie with Birmingham Bears, mm. both scoring 177 full wickets, exactly the same score, exactly the same wickets. Uh, so that's exciting. And who
0: won on more boundaries?
1: <laughs> England. <laughs> yeah, the Super Over was also tied. Uh, <laughs> Uh, But yeah, and then also this week, uh, so Lanks uh, managed to keep up their unbeaten spell by beating Nottinghamshire. Both teams took a look at the first ball of the innings, which is always adds a bit of drama. I do love symmetry. Dum duck. Uh, Diamond duck. Exactly. Uh, And then Lanks were in danger. So they were uh, 35 for four after 8.2 overs.
0: Sounds like an England test score.
1: Yeah, it's not um, the highest scoring rate for a T20 blast innings. But then they had a team subcontinental flick of the wrist exactly uh, they got themselves together fired themselves up and then they had Dane Villas and Glenn Maxwell who are two good players to have in that situation Glenn good Maxwell's
0: got a fight found his level isn't it T20 blast
1: <laughs> yeah he's uh, he's having a good time with it so he uh, him and villas got them up to 142 for five uh, Maxwell got 73 or 46 balls Strong. Which is decent. Yeah. Uh, And then he took four catches in the field as well. Which apparently is a record for a T20 blast. What a day. Fielder. Yeah. Great day. So he's a good player. But the problem for Lanks might be that he has to go back to Australia before finals day to Mm. play in the Australian domestic tournament, as does Faulkner, who is one of their gun bowlers. They've gone gone full sunrises. Yeah. They have. So they're betting it all on the group stage and then... Hoping yeah. they can model through Finals Day exactly, but it's and previ- in previous years it might have been the case that uh, people like Josh Butler could come back in for them for Finals Day, but he's still going to be involved in the Ashes probably because it's the late Ashes this year. Yes, so tricky for Lance. Well,
0: One no, of the well, the, the, the last after. Test is the twelfth of yeah. September, um, yeah. and Finals Day is the twenty-first. So yeah, he might be all right, but he'll
1: probably be knackered. So yeah, whether but, or not he wants to play is another matter. Yeah. Rob, great round up in the north. Anything else to add? No, I think, yeah, that's, that's where we're at, at the halfway stage. We'll see how it goes from here. Max, take me south.
0: Down the M1, down the M6, whichever way you want to go. We're at the Rose Bowl. Um, we're down south. Uh, well, we're not at the Rose Bowl. We're uh, we're at Canterbury. Oh, the Kent Spitfires play. Kent Spitfires. Your old stomping ground, Ross. Yes, my, my, my county team, Kent. Kent Spitfires are currently top they are 6-1 and one with 12 points comfortably leading um, from second place Sussex who are unbeaten and in um, I mean you're not going to believe this you know Yorkshire were involved in a tie where both teams scored 177 for 4 yeah well Sussex and Surrey were involved in a tie where both teams scored 144 for 8 wow and not only that Imran Tahir hit a 6 Jesus in the last over yeah, that happened. So much wisdom,
1: 59 year old Imran Tahir, <laughs> a 06.
0: Yeah. 309, I thought. Um, Certainly in the mature category, when he yes. plays the Euro Slam. Well, we- <laughs> uh, unfortunately for Surrey, that's, um, uh, well, 33% of their points, as their record is uh, currently 1 4 and 1, which leaves them second bottom. Um, Better only than Glamorgan, whose record is 0-4 and one and one, uh, and Glamorgan are about to be on the receiving end of quite the pounding. Yeah, from so, Sussex uh,
1: as we go to or as we record Sussex one hundred and eight for none, uh, chasing against Glamorgan. So
0: yeah, I mean Glamorgan's game against Surrey was pretty uh, pretty funny. Uh, Surrey scored about one hundred and forty eight or something, and batting first, you're thinking that's that's not enough. Yeah. Uh, Tom Curran took a hat-trick and then it was enough <laughs> and they were all out for about 40-something yeah, and obviously there's been great drama when um, they played the was it 13 overs a side and Delport smashed you all over the yeah place. 15 overs a side opening yeah opening um, opening round of fixtures essex in in the rain 15 overs a side shortened game Essex scored 226 for four or fifteen overs. That's like VOC rotten territory. Yeah. That is entertaining. That is, that is yeah. raining sixes. That is that's what the, that's what the drunken corporate goers want to see. Goers, you 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 uh, you thought twice about what you were going to say there, did you? Because I'm probably one of them. Yep. Yeah. But you like crickets, that's right. So yeah, Delport in that game 129 or 49. Quite Ooh. good. That's uh, tasty. Anything else fun happening in the south? Glamorgan and Gloucestershire had a tie. Honestly, oh, there's, there's, I reckon, there's another tie. I would rather, I would rather not. I'd rather cricket didn't exist than me have to go watch Gloucestershire and Glamorgan play. It was a cracking game. It was really good. I was just, I was in a pub at the time. Um, was you surprised to, me, going, mate. going to a gig, and it was just on, mm. and it was also karaoke. So I was doing very my very best to block out the karaoke because it was awful.
1: Anyway. And it was coming from you.
0: The cricket was on. Yeah, Max desperate to show that he does more than just do this podcast, which yeah, I really yeah. like. Mm.
1: Belting out, my heart will go on.
0: Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, Glamorgan v Gloucestershire. It was a tie, and it was courtesy of Andrew Ty that it was a tie, because uh, he scored 38 off 18, um, and uh scored about 28 of the last two overs uh, to tie it up. Yeah. So that was a pre- pretty good finish to that. Um, yeah, so I think Sussex unbeaten. Their mm. bowling attack looks lethal. Yeah, they have the tallest man I've seen on uh, Robin's laptop, and that's uh, Reese Topley. Topley. He yeah. looks like a giant. So I have no idea how tall he is, but uh, if you've ever stood next to Reese Topley, I would like to know. Okay, Max, who do you think out of that group there? Who are you tipping? So if you were the first two probably. Yeah, um, I I'm. I'm liking Sussex if their best bowlers play, because they've got Rashid Khan, Joffrey Archer, Reece Topley, and Tymo Mills. Danny Briggs, and Danny Briggs as well. And Danny Briggs. I mean, that's he's scary. he's leading in, um, the leading wicket taker in domestic T20 cricket. Yeah. Ross t- Reece Topley's got eight wickets. Uh, Tymo Mills' economy rate is 5.86, and Joffrey Archer's is 6.12. And yeah. that'll be in the power play as well. So that's, yeah, they're, um, I'm liking Sussex. Okay, so thanks very much for that roundup. In the St. John's Wood High Street. I
1: met an
0: old man. He kept bowling. bowling slow and swinging. Right arm rockets. My parents were Irish. They loved the dear land. Murder! He smiled and he shook my old hand. My heart is in Ireland, it's there I long to be. for Tim Murter, and he will now go on the honours board. Max, there's only a couple more minutes left of the show. Um, one, we've got some sad news. Yeah, Brendan McCullum has retired from all international cricket. I think, oh no, all cricket in general. All cricket? All cricket. Even the Euro Slam. Yeah, he's not going to turn up, unfortunately. Aww. So, um, yeah, something to do with sponsorship or something. Know. <laughs> um, uh, Dale Stain has retired from Test. Perhaps cricket. he couldn't be bothered to um, get his age verification done. Potentially, potentially yeah. very good. Uh, yeah, and Dale Stain, obviously one of the best South African quicks, best quick bowler ever in Test cricket. Um, one of, not the best, um, is retired as well from Test cricket. Uh, Max, lead us out um, with your tale of woe from uh, from Saturday. So you play domestic cricket in England. That's, uh, that's a very kind way of putting it, yeah. I play uh, what can only be described as village cricket. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I mean, it's been a... It's Sheldon been a... Cottrell salutes you, sir. <laughs> it's been an up and down show, um, as, uh, as, as emotions go. So let's, let's leave it on a high for everyone else, if not, if not me. Okay. Um, so I was, I was batting number three at the weekend. Came in, in probably our oh, third or fourth over. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the opening bowlers was a, a, let's describe him as a slow bowler. I wouldn't call him a spinner, because I don't think it was spinning. Um, but it was slow. Uh, first ball. Uh, I'm picturing this guy. Is he about 300 years old? No, right? he's not. No, actually, he's probably like yeah mid 20s. us, okay, okay. He was just yeah, just very slow. Just very slow. Okay. Um, first ball. full outside off stump. You know, yeah, you, you know, you're getting sighters. You want to get the pace of the pitch, the pace of the bowling. So I've just let it let it go. It's fine. So I'm thinking, ah, oh, this is this is slow. This is. Yeah, whatever. We can, we, I'm sure we'll tuck into this, um, down the line. Uh, second delivery is, um, also pitched up. Uh, it's probably two feet outside leg stump. So I'm thinking, oh, and there's two people back on the leg side. So I'm like, well, wow, we'll, we'll sweep this for four. That's lovely. Get down, get down on, uh, on one knee to, uh, to execute the sweep, the sweep shot. Unfortunately, uh, I've, I've, you know, it's early in the innings. So I've not quite, um, got the pace yet and not timed it um so i've not I've missed the ball and it's um it's popped up off off the knee roll mm-hmm. um and you think okay so, you yeah, know that's fine never mind uh there'll be there'll there'll be more opportunities unfortunately, there weren't more opportunities because in the follow through of my exuberant sweep shot, I did in fact manage to middle the ball after it popped up off my knee roll onto leg stump. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. So you've already hit your <laughs> wicket this year by a helicopter <laughs> shot yep. over your head. So I've, yeah, I've overbalanced at a pull shot and smashed my stumps over this season. Um, I've been bowled off my off my legs to a man who was about three hundred years old. Yeah, with it sort of just rolling off my foot and hitting the stumps, and now I've middled one in the follow through of a sweep shot onto leg stump. So um, you're gonna have to try and get
1: yourself timed out or something, aren't you?
0: <laughs> it was. I mean, I I held the pose for a good fifteen seconds afterwards, and um, you know it. You know it's been a tough. Uh, it was a tough wicket when uh, probably about three of the opposition sort of wander up to you and pat you on the shoulder and go, "That's really unlucky, mate." Well, if anyone, any of you have got any more tales of woe like Max, I mean that is fantastic. Where well, you've seen something like that has happened, uh, please do get in touch. Um, thank you very much for listening to the, At show. the cricket pod. Well, I was hoping that Rob would play our fantastic. Oh, we've little, got a jingle. jingle, We do, don't we? Um, Sorry, I was, I was not present for uh, for the birthing of said jingle. The birthing of said jingle. I mean, that is that's the quality that this show puts out beautifully. Put. <laughs> thank you very much for listening to the show. The Cricket Podcast. I think it should never be permitted to happen again.
1: That is very good.